0: PXY mornings with Moose and Breezy. <laughs> Moose, a confident and compulsive, hopeless romantic who is born to entertain,
1: would love, love, love to learn how to jam skate. Breezy,
0: a kind-hearted, semi-responsible twenty-something who always wants to be the center of attention.
2: Not even skating from Greece to the studio.
0: Every morning. <laughs> the number one hit music station, ninety-eight PXY.
1: Horror story about a landlord who went off the rails or just refuses to fix that leaky pipe or is so lazy he decided to paint and prime over every electrical outlet in the entire unit.
2: We've all heard the stories, <laughs> they they're do it, man. And they're with us.
1: My buddy moved into a new place yesterday. He texts me and goes, The landlord's a lazy piece of crap. I can tell already. I said, How do you know? He goes, because he actually painted over a dead roach attached to the ceiling.
2: Sure, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. Why wouldn't he? You know what? Why wouldn't he? That's their MO. They just paint over everything. Gotta paint it's over like it. like dead body? Painting over it. Absolutely.
1: 100%. You got Moose and Breezy on Peaks Mornings. Mornings. Uh, I remember my first landlord when I was living in California. Guy I met off Craigslist. Was renting a room out of his house. And coincidentally, guy was born and raised in Rochester, New York. So of course, I'm like, oh, this feels right. It feels right. So, I give it a—I give it the old college try. His name was Ronald, and he pretended to—he uh, pretended to get injured on the job when he was doing seasonal work for UPS. Okay. So he just sat there and collected unemployment all day. And he told me if anyone came around asking for him, that I was in charge of telling them to f off. Okay. Not me doing his dirty work. <laughs> And so here's the story. This guy came into my room one night when I was dead asleep. He started shrugging me to wake me up. What? He's standing over me and goes, Moose, rent is due tomorrow. Don't forget. Stop it. And it was that moment, that moment I knew I was in trouble. That's really bad. It was really bad. Wow. Did it get progressively creepier? Of course it did, yeah. Why wouldn't it? My favorite thing was that I had a cable box in my bedroom. Yeah. And it was attached to his cable box out in the living room. So whatever he watched, I was forced to watch. So if he flipped the channels, it would flip the channels in my room. I'm like, why is it hooked up like this? So one night...
2: What am I paying you for? The
1: one night the TV's on and he's watching uh, this raunchy movie. Uh, I forget. It was a rated R film. But there was a sex scene in the movie. And... I kid you not. I'm watching the TV, and he kept rewinding the scene, at least twelve times. Went back, watched the scene again. Went back, watched it again. Kept rewinding it. And I'm just sitting there with my Ronald. job, and I'm like, Ronald, Ronnie. we are not going to reward bad behavior here. Ronald. So
2: you lived with your landlord, which is like not
1: rented a room out of a house. Super
2: typical. It I was mean, the like, first
1: place I lived in 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 LA. Right. And I felt comfortable because the guy was from Rochester. Oh. Graduated from Franklin. And I'm like, but older guy. And it just got super weird. Super weird. Super weird. Lindsay's texting in. uh, Here's a good one. When I arrived to move in on the agreed upon date in my Park Avenue apartment, my landlord had not yet moved out. We awkwardly lived together in a one-bedroom for four days, and there was nothing I could do about it because I just moved to Rochester from Cleveland Stop. and had nowhere else to go. Yikers! Oh, that's so tough.
2: So tough. So I lived my first Park Ave apartment. I lived with two other roommates, and it was like a it was like a nice condo type of thing. Yeah, right off of um, Beverly uh uh-huh. abc streets and he was he was fine he was kind of kind of a douche but the thing about it is is that apartment had so many girls circulating through it like there was just sublet after sublet after sublet and the one girl who's a very close friend of mine now after we lived together
1: makes you wonder why it was a rotating door
2: well it wasn't it wasn't that it was a It was bad. It was just circumstances came up and people had to move away and things like that for jobs and such. But with that being said, every time there was a new person that came in, there was no concern from the landlord of a new person coming in. It's like, okay, you guys just hand off your deposits to each other. As long as I keep mine, I don't really care who comes in, who leaves, whatever. So after... God, I want to say seven seven girls who lived there collectively over the course of five years. Um, they finally moved out, and none of the original people ended up leaving that apartment. Okay, so a whole new batch of girls over time get get brought in there, and th- at the end when they're going to their walkthrough to move out, he's like. I'm charging you for this. I'm charging you for this. I'm char- And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You never came in once to inspect while these seven girls exactly. were moving out. So they like got the brunt of everything. They yeah. took them to court. As they should. Took them to court. Like, you're not charging me for a scratch on the floor that you don't know if it was there when the first set of girls moved in or the last set of girls moved out. Right. You don't know who did it in between. Never checked. They won. They won. But it's like. There's so there's some landlords out there that are just so like money hungry and they don't care what's going on, but it kind of comes back to bite them in the end when they don't really keep their ducks in a row and check. I have a great landlord now. Those are the
1: landlords that paint over everything.
2: Right. I have a great landlord now, takes care of the space, has multiple properties, like great, good to go. Has a great management team. Yep. But I've had landlords in the past that are just I remember college, I remember that park Ave apartment. Not great. Just let's just paint over. Let's just paint over the flies on the windowsill. That's what what I'm saying. Get a cleaning crew in there. It's like
1: $50. God forbid you accidentally fall asleep when you they come in to paint. Right. Oh, my God. Where's Breezy? Ceiling. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. Victoria, I was showering when my landlord conveniently let himself into my place and I came out with a towel on. He was the type of guy that would just faintly knock one time and then come in. This was is, my was my father your landlord? This,
2: <laughs> not
1: your dad owning multiple properties around Rochester.
2: This text. I had a landlord who offered to videotape if I ever needed it. Then he proceeded to continually break into my apartment when he thought I wasn't home. I eventually had to call a state trooper to get him to leave me alone and then ultimately move out. Not him offering to videotape you for OnlyFans. That's
1: You're like, so I don't weird, have man. an OnlyFans. He's like, well, you want to make one? That's the thing. It's so you have to be so careful. You can go into a place that you absolutely love, mm-hmm. but you really have to get a feel for who this manager or the landlord is, who's in charge of these properties. Yeah, because they will make they. Then there's a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of good ones who take a lot of pride in their places, in the buildings that they own, yeah, in the homes that they own. And then there's ones that just will half fast everything. And it's hard. It's hard to, like, tell 10 months to fix a pipe. Well, that's what I'm
2: saying. Like, it's hard to tell that early on. Like, you're just so excited for the new space and the apartment and like the housing market is just so competitive, whether you're buying, whether you're renting, whether you're subletting. It's just everything goes so quickly that you're kind of at the hands of the home that you want and you don't know if it's going to be a good
1: landlord or not. Uh, we're talking about uh, landlord horror stories with myself and Breeze. There's a lot of them. People have some great texts coming in.
2: Yeah, uh, I think moral of the story though is is that if your landlord is constantly <laughs> breaking in and keying into your apartment, it's time to get, time to get a new place.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. So. Did you see that Netflix documentary, Worst Roommates Ever? Oh, you want to talk about creepy? If you haven't seen it, watch that one. I'm
2: telling you right now, there are some past roommates that would
1: would offer to me be, to be on that show, for sure. Squatters. 100%. Squatters. Oh. And one of the things, too, let me go back to Ronald. One of the things Ronald did, my old roommate in LA, that was the final straw in the moving out of this apartment in California was, I was at work. And anytime I was at work, he would go into my room to use my bathroom. Mm. Instead of using his own or the other two in the house... He'd sneak into my room and use the toilet. And it was disgusting. And I came home early one day, and he's sitting there on my toilet reading a home and garden magazine. Ronald, true what's story, happening, sweetie. And this is how manipulative the guy was. I actually confronted him about the situation and told him how incredibly inappropriate it was. And his actual words were: I am the alpha of this house. That's still my toilet. And I'll tell you what, Buster, I've been crapping in it longer than you've been alive. I was like, I'd like to give my two weeks now, please. You're like
2: weird flex, but okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's an idea be a part of the show. or text Moose, and Breezy now. 585 252 9800. The number one at
2: Music Station 98 XY. <laughs>
0: XY Mornings with Moose and Breezy present the big stories of the day. In case you missed it, on the number one hip music station, 98 PXY.
2: Would you look at that? There's a lot of things happening right now when it comes to schools, and this week is National Public Schools Week. And in light of that, leaders from public schools in our regions are recognizing. The ongoing struggle that teachers are facing right now with the teacher shortage felt locally and nationally. The New York State Teachers Union is projecting roughly 180,000 new teachers will be needed across the state within the next 10 years. Recruitment efforts continue across the country and at home to fill permanent and substitute teaching positions, which are so greatly needed in our school districts right now. The, insist- the assistant superintendent at Hilton Central School District says that the district is seeing some progress in hiring teachers, but still the decrease of teaching um, applicants is, is coming in hot. So it's becoming harder and harder to fill. There's a lot of reasons why people aren't going into the profession, um, but
1: nevertheless, they're still needed. Safety, payroll, all that stuff. Disrespect. Yeah, Disrespect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't envy teachers.
2: No, Uh, my mom was a teacher for 35 years. And like, if she was a teacher now, I feel like my anxiety would be so much worse than it already is.
1: I know. I give them credit, man. They deal with a whole ton. Um, Let's talk stolen vehicles. Already this year, the RPD reports 626 stolen cars. Most of them, as you know, Kia and Hyundai's. And if we stay on this pace, we will surpass last year's number of stolen cars by the end of March. We average 10 stolen vehicles a day. Buffalo averages six. The car companies have donated hundreds of steering wheel locks. If you own a targeted Kia or Hyundai, you can get uh, system upgrades that reduce the likelihood that your vehicle will get stolen. But this trend started with a video challenge that took place on TikTok. I know we, we... spoke about that earlier Mm -hmm. and for the first time they're actually talking about holding the social media companies responsible unfortunately right now there's something called section 230 which exempts all the social media companies from any liability no matter what's on there We are giving a very serious look to re-examining 230 because what's happening is outrageous, said Senator Chuck Schumer. Section 230 is part of the Communication Decency Act from 1996. It basically stated that no computer service will be treated as the publisher of material. That's what the senator says Congress will look at. If you drive a Kia or a Hyundai, be very careful where you park. Your vehicle and try to have a steering wheel locked.
2: Our friend our friend drives a Kia. Um, our friend who's traveling away right now. Yeah. She puts a lock on her steering wheel every time she gets out. Yeah. And her nephew like just got like a little Tikes one for his baby car because he sees her do it so
1: often. Fisher Price, my first it's car. It's just so I'm telling you, steering wheel Weird. locks used to be a thing of the past, mm-hmm. and now you need them more than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Coming up, Chatty Kathy reached out to us on the show and sent us a personal message on why she regrets having kids.
2: Yeah, It's That's a little heartfelt,
1: one. but I'm going to let you read this one, Breezy. Uh, we're going to do the message next on PXY. Stay there.
2: Hey, this is Adam Levine from the Room 5. We want to win a
1: trip to see us in Vegas? Here's how. Speaks My Mornings with me, Moose and Breeze. Thanks for joining us. We love when people send us messages. And sometimes it's event. Other times people are looking for our listeners to maybe help offer a different perspective. Right. Kathy reached out to us yesterday in a Facebook message uh, saying she regrets having kids. Breezy, you got the message. Yeah. I don't know if you interacted with her. I don't know a whole lot about this. Um, but
2: I'll- I went back and forth with her a little bit, but I did tell her that we would post it on the show and maybe get some some advice or some help for her. I'll read the message that she she sent over to us on our socials at 98 PXY Rochester. Again, if you ever have a message, you can send it through our way as well. She writes, Hey guys, I feel weird even writing this, but I know you guys have a segment that allows people who are struggling to get things off their chest. I'm a parent of two very sweet boys and now I'm married, but I might as well not be because my, par- my marriage has completely fallen apart over the last seven years, which mm. ironically enough is how old my first son is. I keep thinking to myself, if we didn't have kids, would things look different? Don't get me wrong, I love my boys with my whole heart. But recently now, more than ever, I've been regretting having kids as a whole and everything that comes along with it. I just feel like I can't do anything anymore without it becoming a huge thing. The simplest things that used to bring me joy are now just such a hassle and I don't even want to do them. I don't know if it's just because I'm lacking help Or what it is exactly that's going on. But I think I just want to hear from your listeners. Get an opinion and feel a little less alone.
1: Yeah, she sounds depressed. Not to mention there's a lot of single moms listening too that might be able to offer advice. Yeah, I mean,
2: here's the thing about it is we are not parents. But we love to use our show as kind of like a a healing journey for people to collectively come together and give advice to other people. Um, and I kind of asked around a little bit when it came to this for, I have a couple friends that are parents, most of them are married, but I have a few single parent friends and we just got this text that came through and Haley writes, I used to feel the exact same way that I got a divorce and it was so freeing. I loved it because it literally forced my partner to spend time with our kids well, I finally got some free time to do whatever I want. It sounds like the marriage that she's in isn't a partnership to be raising kids together.
1: No, crying? the marriage is done. I'm, look, I'm reading it back. Oh. I'm I'm just reading it back because I'm trying to understand because we posed it as she regrets having kids. But after you're reading the message, that's not what it sounds like. It sounds like she's burnt out. Right. It sounds like she has absolutely no help. And I she think, needs a breather. So she just wants a chance to get away from her children to live her life a little bit.
2: I think the kids, the regretting having kids is the easiest, like, most tangible thing to grasp at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the easiest doesn't... thing to be like, oh, I regret having kids because I don't know if I would be
1: in this situation if I didn't have said kids. You know what I mean? Well, no, she wouldn't be in this situation. She'd probably still be miserable if she's with the same guy. It doesn't sound like this is a, uh, a marriage that's going to last. It's right. Already, she's already looking for an out. Right. Sounds like she's using the kids as an out. Right. Exactly.
2: And like <clears throat> with what the, that one texter said, Haley, about, you know, although divorce sounds scary and sounds like a lot of work and... Really messy, or as messy as you make it, sometimes it's like necessary to what? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? Sometimes it's necessary for your own overall happiness. If you're stuck in a situation that's absolutely draining you physically, mentally, spiritually, financially. You got to get out.
1: We're doing it for the kids. Well, that's what I'm well, I so, mean, no. How no, many you're not. how many
2: times do you hear it? How many times do you hear we're only staying together because of the kids or we'll get divorced when the kids graduate high school.
1: It's like But yeah, and a lot of people say that, but then you get to a point where you're like, "Okay, kids are growing up in a home where there's absolutely no love. Zero love." And they're wasting zero love, zero affection. Zero affection. And so you know, and I've had that conversation with single moms now who used to be married. Yeah. like we thought that that was the route to take, and it it it's not anymore. And so they separated. But it sounds like Kathy, uh, Kathy, I know you're listening right now. Um, you burnt out girl. And just so you know, on April 22nd, we're doing a bachelor auction. We sure are. Myself and Breezy Always are plug. hosting it. You you should probably come out to that. There's going to be 25 <laughs> bachelors, including myself. We're going to be raising money for cancer, and you can win a date with someone. That it sounds like you just need to go out and have a good time.
2: It does, it does, and, and I mean for that. With that being said, I do feel for Kathy, and I want to give her as much help and and advice that we possibly can. But at the same time, I I know that it's scary, and I know it's a leap. But I don't know if the kids. You saying I regret having kids. I don't know if that is exactly the. The route, the route that like is really at hand here. I don't know if that's the actual task and problem at hand here. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: No, I know. I know.
2: Um, this person says she needs to do some therapy. She, if she wants to still be married, it needs to be couples therapy as well. Do
1: we have someone on the phone lines? Yeah, uh, Alex, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, man.
3: Hey guys, Alex from OBX. Hey, I just Alex. wanted to. Hey, I just wanted to chime in. Well, for one, I'm in New York, and this weather sucks. Let me it's just say that. absolutely so I'll terrible. That. Absolutely terrible. But the whole Kathy situation, I know she's probably listening. I just wanted to say, like, you know, we hear you. It's mm-hmm. not easy being a parent, um, especially in a relationship that you definitely feel like it's just failed and yeah. there's no saving. Um, but I grew up with a single mother mm-hmm. uh, and a brother and a sister, and um, she did a really good job. You know, and she loved us, and it sounds like she's in a tough spot, and I'm in the same boat right now. Um, Mm -hmm. not regretting my kids, but just all around kind of regretting life in a really bad way. It's just Mm I'm going through a lot, you know. And uh, so I understand where she's coming from, but you know, being a parent is never easy. It's never going to be easy. It's never going to get easier. You know what I mean? It's it's always gonna. It's our it's our duty, and sometimes you got to walk away and you got to find your peace and you got to go do what's good for your mental health and right now she needs a mental health break
1: yeah uh huh 100% she
3: she needs support she needs people to listen she needs a shoulder to cry on she needs whoever can be there to be there for her in any need possible
2: yeah yeah
3: so, I, you know uh, this is
1: do you i hate
3: hearing this and so
1: do you alex have something heavy weighing on you right now uh yeah I I, I gotta lie you know just
3: you know it's just, just I don't know I sometimes I don't feel like a good father and you know sometimes I feel like I'm a really good father and just I grew up in a really bad life but dad didn't want me my mom was there and, you know but she had her problems as a single mother you know it's not easy and stuff you know but
2: Alex I feel like <laughs> The most common thing that we hear all the time is like mom guilt, mom guilt, mom guilt. But like I feel like nobody, nobody pays enough attention to to dad guilt and how how they feel.
3: My wife does, and I'm so thankful to have my wife because you know dads go through postpartum and stuff too. It's a real thing, and I suffered through it myself with our second born um, with an emergency C-section, and I. I, it's surprising that i went through it worse than my wife for about two weeks you know so i needed help with that um yeah. you know it's a real thing men it, men are underlooked and i will agree to that but that's not the conversation that we're having it's yeah. more so that this single mother needs uh to understand that we hear her and we are here for her um but yes i will say fathers are underlooked and undervalued um not all of them but you know it's just on the trend, and it's okay, you know, it's starting to turn around, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're a good dude, Alex. I appreciate you calling in and weighing in, man. A lot of guys uh refuse to be vulnerable and, and talk about how they feel, and it's a real thing. Yeah, You know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are facing a battle that others know nothing about. 100%. And most importantly, I think, uh this being said, that whatever it is people may be going through, it's totally okay not to have to do it alone. Right. You know, there's people right. who can help you through it. And mm-hmm. so, I... Well, Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just I appreciate you calling in and and, and weighing in on this, especially for kids. Yeah, man,
3: absolutely. You know, I'm just here to break generational curses, man. Uh, you know, it's not not gonna be the same. I'm teaching my son to do the same and I've learned to start crying and letting my emotions show, and I think it's time I to start doing that and start being
2: there a little bit more. Absolutely, Alex. Thank you for being one of our favorite listeners, and I'm so glad you're back in New York, even though the weather's garbage.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go back after this funeral. So
2: <laughs> All right, Alex. Thank All you right, so buddy. much. Always good to hear from you.
3: Yep, take care. Bye, guys. Bye.
2: Right. You too, my man. I don't know. I mean, like, although this, this started off as, as Kathy trying to figure out, you know, what to do here, that that call, it really spoke volumes
1: to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's great hearing it come from a guy, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which we don't always get the chance to do, but just goes to show you. Men feel feelings.
2: Absolutely. Moose and I are your sounding board here on PXY Mornings. If you ever need anything, we are here from you. for you, so...
1: A lot of snow. A lot of snow. A lot of snow. Uh, Kathy, feel free to reach back out uh, with anything. I hope this was helpful, Um, at least a little bit. A
2: lot of people are just relating to this. Um, I'm going through the exact same, same thing. My partner is the worst, and I literally take care of every single thing that involves my kid. I'm ready to leave, but I flipped out one day, and my partner didn't realize how much work I was actually doing until I told him. Uh, Kathy has actually has Kathy actually told her partner that she needs a break. Don't jump right to divorce. Maybe she just needs a weekend away to start.
1: Yeah, like I said, I think she's a little burnt out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, there you have it, guys. Savage or sensible is next. Stay there.
0: Ninety-eight PXY. <laughs> <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact